During lockdown, I've been recording a series of conversations with a range of people discussing their journeys and life in 2020. The discussions have formed my new podcast series, Pearl Conversations. Joining me for this week's episode is entrepreneur and founder of SBTV, Jamal Edwards, and my friend and photographer, Timmy Marcel. We caught up in July to discuss the music industry, staying competitive, how to be successful, and Jamal's mental health work. Jamal Edwards, how are you doing? I'm all good, man. I'm all good. Uh, what am I doing now? I'm just currently working on an app at the moment. So, like, uh, in between all the Zoom meetings and, and all that, like, just trying to, like, do the rebrand and work with a few new artists. But other than that, I'm alive. That's, that's the main thing that I'm grateful for. It's like, yeah, I'm alive. Everything else is a bonus. Thank God for that. How how is this like? We're coming. Well, we're pretty much out of it now. But how has this lockdown period been for you? How has it impacted your business, like your well being? Um, I think like mainly like the the main thing about lockdown, like I, before lockdown, I was just very hectic in it, like just running about everywhere. And I think lockdown just gave me time to just stop and think about things and just like reevaluate everything. So in terms of like. Um, SB in terms of like my personal stuff like um, it really like it, it, I, I thought of it as a blessing and a curse um, because um, I was just able to stop step back and look at everything in terms of like my mental well-being um, it, it like affected it a bit um, because it was just like being constrained to the house and I couldn't and I, I, I was talking about I put it on my Insta like I couldn't get into the, all the Instagram workouts and all that like I just find it difficult so um like I got I ended up getting a bike and then that sort of helped my like mental health and I was able to just ride and just like sort of do my fitness that way. Um but other than that, it's been up and down throughout the whole lockdown. But that's I guess the same for everyone else as well. Yeah. How has it actually impacted um your business? Because SBTV is mainly is mainly online, is mainly through like the internet, socials, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Obviously it may have impacted recording of like new content but in terms of like uh people accessing your content has it had much of an effect no not really but i haven't really been doing video i haven't really been doing videos for a little while um so that's like one of the main reasons why i was able to just focus because one of the main things about me doing um sb was actually putting time into it and before i wasn't really putting as much time as i should put into it um, because I was running around doing 101 different things. But because I wasn't running around doing 100 different things, it actually made me look at it and, like, try and build it back up again because there were certain things that wasn't being done and, like, I sort of let my um, let my hand off the ball a little bit. But um, now, like, coming out of the lockdown, I've got a strong plan um, and the beginnings of a strong team to, to make stuff happen. But, yeah, in terms of, like, filming, no, nah, I haven't... Um, yeah, like I've got an idea for a series which was coming out soon, um, all around that whole um, the lockdown, which will be quite fun to do. Um, so yeah, that'll be online hopefully within like the next few weeks. On the on SBTV. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, I, the idea came from lockdown, but it's 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 a joke's idea. But we'll see if it runs. We'll see. So, like, I like looking at your story. I kind of see it as like the real like twenty first century like entrepreneur type thing, because you were so young when you started. You started at fifteen. Like most people, most people definitely weren't thinking about like starting businesses at fifteen. Um, so like, how was that process for you? Did you, did you start it with the idea of it to become a business or did you start it just to have fun or just to experiment? Yeah, I started it just to have fun. Like that's the main, like, like I just started it cause I enjoyed filming people around my area and it just happened to take off. And I, I was like early, like in the, in the whole online thing. Like I was like, I was looking at the timeline, like it was all about practice size, whiskey rolls, Lord of the Mites, Lord of the Decks, Crazy Times, and BARS, all these DVDs. Um, and I was one of the first that sort of took that and then put it online. So like, at, at first I didn't know what I was doing. I just thought like, I, I saw a gap in the market and I wanted to sort of try and get into that gap. Um, and it worked. So I think like, I, I definitely started it out as a passion. I don't think anyone should start a business thinking they're gonna make money straight away because it's not. And then that will dishearten you and make you stop when you actually might have a good idea. So um, yeah, it all started off as just mainly a passion. And how, and obviously it's, it's grown into like a huge, huge massive thing um, with like, Timmy and I were both like pretty much the target age when it was like starting to pop off. So we, we both have like experiences of SBTV growing up etc etc but like how did you like navigate your way through that growth through because i think with with most people like business acumen comes with time and comes with experience how did you necessarily manage your way through those waters i think now (laughs) saying it now i'm like i'm 25 for the next five years but i'm actually 30 in like a month forever and that's like a big 30 but like, I think now is where I can, like, the next decade is going to be very important for how I take it to the next level. I feel like the past 10 years, 13 years since I've been doing this, I've learned a lot, I've made mistakes, I've, I've had wins, but it's like now I'm just, like, like I'm ready business, I'm growing up now, I, I try and take it to the next level, and it's just about staying relevant. So, like, how I, how I through the business space, it was just a lot of trial and error and having a, and a, and having a good team around me. Um, and I've always used SB as like a stepping stone for people on screen and off screen. Like half of the people that worked for me off screen, now working at Selfridges, Beats by Dre, sort of watch their own magazines, um, Uni Lad, Lab Bible. So I've it's it's been a good um, it's been a good sort of uh, journey for me to learn as being a, a boss and for me to like sort of take it to the next next level. Um, I'd love to get everyone that worked at SB back again one day. That would be like some mad team, man. But um, yeah, we we I just been able to go with the flow and 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 build a business, I guess. So um, as I was saying, it's kind of crazy because Mara was saying like we're like the target demographic for when SBTV drops. And I remember the first video I watched was the Terminator video, <laughs> and like, <laughs> and that video is so like it was just like in a car, like. Outside Christmas like, dreams. <laughs> honestly, it was yeah. it wasn't even like anything special, like recording wise, but like it was so like revolutionary in its sense because we hadn't seen anything like that before. <laughs> so like that it was tough. mad. I remember like all of us in the playground, like sharing the video, like watching it all together and laughing our heads off and stuff. But like 
to see it now because even me and Mara went to an SBTV cook your SBTV cookout. Yeah, I remember. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And that was like huge. So, how have you guys basically got to the point where you can do other things but um, videos, just some people rapping in cars, basically? Mm, like, so like, yeah, I get you. So, like, obviously, when, when I first um, when I was first doing like the freestyles. Like I, I recorded pretty much every single video back in the day, and um, like my I, because I was so busy doing that, I didn't really finesse my sort of actual skill of filming. Um, but now that's what that's what I've tried to do is is, is like um, is try and learn a bit more how to make the video much more creative and 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 what I'm actually filming. But obviously, content was the entry point, and everything else outside of that was just helping the business. So when I did events, it helped. I did merchandising, which was like fresh, like a 64 t-shirts. I did SVTV phone cases. Everything that I did, I was just trying out new things. And I think a big part of it was like revenue. So like, how could I make revenue outside of just making content? Um, and I also see like other brands, like, like I was looking at like MTV and all that, and they, had, they always had events and, and merchandise merchandise so I was just always thinking how could I how could I do something similar to that um but yeah like now in this day and age I've like bought a camera I'm learning how to um no, I know how to film but I'm just learning how to finesse it a little bit more so um the videos look even more slicker yeah linked linked to the quick question that Timmy asked uh SBTV now has been going on for what, roughly 15 years Nearly, um, yeah, mad. Years, which is which is kind of crazy, especially when you look at the statistics of like of businesses and how many businesses fail within two to three years, if 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 they even last that long. So, what has been like your? How have you like managed SBTV in a way that you've been able to adapt over time and as well as maintaining the growth? I think like one of the big things is like that has helped is like uh, like even if I'm not doing videos, videos still get views because people are still watching like old videos. So yeah. it's like what the thing that I've tried to do is and 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 sometimes I fail at it because like it's just about managing my time in it. So like when I've like when I've gone through managing artists and and working with them that takes me away from SB when I do my talks, that takes me away from SB. If I do my personal stuff, that takes me away from SB. So it's like, I've I've now like spoke to my team and I was like, I need to like change it around because I want to put more time into like doing videos. Because one of the big things is like when you start a business, you do everything that you can when you start a business. And then when it gets to like five years in, you're doing everything, but not actually what you started doing it for. And that's what I got into. So like, maintaining the relevance i'm very fortunate like even if i've gone away from a bit when i come back and do videos everyone's up for doing videos and they want to work so it's like i think that just was down to like all my personal stuff that i was doing and people seeing that um and then that has helped me like when i'm doing videos now planning videos able to just sort of keep the 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 relevance i think like when people don't care about watching your videos and all that that's when you need to like think like what else can you do but i've been very fortunate where people are still watching the videos um but they're always on to me like do more do more and that's what i'm trying to do at the moment so when going through those years so i think you guys were kind of like in the peak times of when youtube revenue was like huge 
So as you've adapted, how have you guys, you know, gotten to the stage now where, you know, there's not that much money off YouTube and it's like kind of people don't really, I guess people still have videos and it's, there's still an interest, but it's more of like streaming now. So yeah, I, I think guess the video side is kind of left to the side a little bit. So how have you guys managed to weigh through that? Well, I've personally done collaborations with like Spotify. I mean, I'm SBTV's done like playlists on Apple. Um, so like we, we've always like tried to keep where sort of the audience is going. I think YouTube is, YouTube is still growing. It's still a steady rate. Um, but obviously for artists, I think um, streams, I don't know, don't comment it, but I think like streams can sometimes be more valuable to an artist than a YouTube views. And especially if those YouTube views ain't on their own platform, which um, a lot of artists jump on the different platforms that are out there. So I think obviously now a lot of artists are releasing on their own YouTube channel, which is important, which is an important step for them. So it's just about trying to like manage using a platform uh, whilst having in your back, uh, having in your brain to do your own YouTube platform. So yeah, I think YouTube views are always going to be steady and, and, uh, and the revenue is always going to be there, but just try and look at other ways that you can support your revenue as well. What's, what's, your, what's your vision for SBTV? So now, it's just like, I want to give it a, just a rebrand, like a little, like a little sprinkle of like magic um, and sort of bring it forward to 2020. Um, I put some more time into it. Like I still wanted to, I've got so many exciting artists that um, I'm still yet to film. I've got like new formats that I want to do. Um, I've been working on like the app that I was talking about, like a new music app, which will, which will, um, also be help SB and SB can help the app. Um, so I think like my main thing is connecting worlds. So like whether that's connecting directors with artists or whether that's employing people to work for SB or whether it's finding new talent. Um, I want it to be sort of a 360 like events, music management. And I'm, I've basically done a lot of it in the past decade that I've been doing this, but um, I feel like there's a lot more that I could do with structure um, and organisation um, and just putting more time into it. I think that's the main thing. Time uh, is the most important thing in anything that you want to do. Like, if you want to make it big, like, whether it's, like, whatever profession it is that you're in, time is, like, the most important thing, which I've realised. So, I was just wondering like how hard was it in the early days I guess of building these relationships with these artists because I can imagine that point it was you reaching out to people like I can do this for you mm. but then I assume it got to the point where people were coming to you now because like I'm in that position as a photographer like I'm shooting a lot of like rappers and athletes and all this kind of thing and like building the relationships and maintaining it it's kind of hard in the beginning mm. but eventually it gets a bit easier so how did you all the challenges at first when you got yes so it's just like approaching them and just getting getting an answer at first and then turning up to events like i remember turning up to events and trying to get like artists on the channel and at first it was just like oh can you big up um sbtv like not even asking for bars or anything it was just like big up sbtv um and then i used to use that upload that and then I tried to do like sick little editing skills. And back in the day, those editing skills were like, okay, it's so basic. But to them at that time, it was like, yo, that's hard. Like, we could do a video. So like after that, I just kept doing that, kept doing that. Um, 
And then it was just about the, the fast turnaround. So when I filmed a video, if it was up by the time the artist got home, they're like, wow, he works fast. And it was trying to do, get into the, the whole um, turnaround time. And then it was about just coming up with sick format. So like F64 is obviously a really sick format, like warm-up sessions, like all that. And just made artists want to jump in it and then try and get bigger artists. And then once you get the bigger artists, like, oh, they've done one, I'll do one. And then that's how it, that's how it kept, on, kept on building. What's, what's but yeah, it was difficult. It was difficult at first, definitely 100%. And even now, like getting bigger, bigger artists, it, they're still difficult, you know, but it's much more easy because you've got the experience. What's your view on like growing whilst competing? So with that, I mean, like you now have a very, very well-known platform, but there are also other competitors out there doing the same thing or similar things to what SBTV does. Mm-hmm. So do you do you focus in on yourself or do you look to see what they're doing? Like what's your process in competing with those other Do you know what recently I've been like I I, I focus on myself um uh a lot but I always check in so like there's so many there's GRM Link Up, Mixtape Man, there's Press Play and you're giving them free and press here. Give them free press. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is, like there's 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 other platforms. There's other platforms. Um, but like everyone plays their role in it. Like that's how I look at it. And I feel like like I'd be like like obviously I was one of the first. Um, and it, it, but at the same time, it doesn't matter who's first. It matters about who does it the best. And Everyone, every platform's had had its like dips. Right? I've had my dips. Other platforms have had their dips. So it's just about how you how you come back fighting stronger, isn't it? Like everyone goes through it. There's even all the big businesses, Amazon, Apple, they all have it. They all go through it. Do you know what I'm saying? So um, I always say, chase the dreams, not a competition. Obviously, it's good to see what others are doing, but don't focus on it too much. Because there were there were times where I'd be so looking at other platforms, I'd be getting lost. And I wouldn't be confident in my own source. Do you know what I'm saying? And that sometimes that's bad. But um, obviously, sometimes it's about living in your own bubble, um, the power now, and, and and obviously having having a look, but not getting lost in in, in the other platforms. And I, I have done in the past where I've just been like, whoa, like I'm not focusing on my thing, and and it sort of it can show it can show like that sort of that that sort of self belief, like in your own stuff, and just knowing that your own stuff is sick. Um, so yeah, yeah. I feel like I've I've definitely gone through the same. So like focusing too heavy on one side and not focusing on yourself. But mm-hmm. I assume there must be like because I get times where I can learn from I guess my competitors or whatever. So yeah, I assume there must be some times where you're like, oh, they've done that well. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Like I, I do get inspired by it as well. Like sometimes if I'm like feeling like. I need some inspiration. I just go look at some sick content. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, 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 okay, okay. Um, do you know what I'm saying? And I guess the both the same for you two as well. Like you saying that with photographer, like Mario saying with like athletes. If you look at other like athletes, you're like, bro, my man, like he, like he kicked that ball like way too, or like he, he was like there fast. I need to out, I need to outrun him. Like you have that sort of healthy competition. Back in the gym. Do you get that? Just saying, yo, my man, looking heads, bro. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. Like, it's the same thing, yeah. And I feel like if you, if if you, if like if you're just a good, clean-hearted person, yeah. it's it's not jealousy. It's just it helps. It's just like it's just good. 
Like, it's good to have it. Because I think, like, if we all didn't have competition, you might get complacent. I'm not going to lie, I've been complacent before where I'm so uncomfortable, like, I'm chilling and I'm... And if I didn't have, like, other people doing mad stuff, I'd be so at ease, you know what I'm saying? So I think it's, it's, it's good and healthy. If you know how to take it and challenge, like, take it and focus that energy back into what you, what you, what your profession is. So you started SB when you were 15, you're obviously that's mad young. Then over the next coming years, you had, you know, different series of, of successes, uh, started making a little bit of money and all that kind of stuff. Um, and your company, your business was, was, was a well-oiled machine. And like with success of any kind, there comes, there comes people who, you know, who didn't necessarily know before. A few people know your name. A few people know that you got a little bit of change in your pocket. And, you know, some like snakes or people trying to take advantage, like suddenly appear. Like, so how did you, especially being so young when it all happened to you, how did you try and navigate that and decide, try and decipher who's, who's coming to me with like a good heart? with good intentions as opposed to those who are just looking to make a quick buck or take advantage of something. I think like back in the early days, I didn't really have that sort of advice. And I wish I like brought my parents more earlier into the business because they would have gave me a little bit more advice, but I was so like hidden away from them. It was like my secret, like SB, like, and um, like, but I think like now I've got a good sense of character. There were times like where nearly I, I gave away 50% of my business. Like that was mad. I was sitting outside my house and um, like I needed a camera. I couldn't afford a camera. My camera broke. And I, I think I had a video of gigs or something like that. And I was like, I need this. I need a camera, man. Like this was back in like, when, like talking the hardest days. And I was like, yeah, I need a camera. Um, and then one of my friends, well, that is my friend, but like, he was just trying to hustle and he was a bit older than me. I remember sitting outside my house in his car. I was like, yeah, can I get the camera? And he's like, yeah, just sign this. And then I was like, I had something in my head, yeah, just told me, all right, cool, let me take it, I'll come back to you. He's like, no, you can sign it now. And also I was young, I was like, oh, wait, let me just take it in it. So I've taken it and then I've shown, like, I think I'll show one of my other mates and he was like, Jamal, do not sign this, bro. This is signing with 50% of your company. I was like, nah. <laughs> I was like, nah, it's like, cool, rate your hustle, and I hustle, and then I was just a hungry guy. Um, but like learning from that, like, I, I like to have that in my story because I think everyone, like, it's just like mad that I like, could have just, that could have that could have been magic. Just thinking about it now, I've not really talked about it a lot, but just thinking about it now, I just remembered it. I was just like, rah, <laughs> I, was, I was hungry, man. I needed that, I needed a video camera. But like now, I sort of get the, like, I'm cool with him as well now. It's like, it happens in it but um yeah like now i've sort of got a good sense of character but there's loads of like sort of people around you that want to come and like grab stuff off you you just got to have a strong mind and have sort of a good small circle um and then yeah that's how you run it and like my there's a saying about do love all trust a few do wrong to none like that's what that's how I, that's how i live my life in it and yeah how how old were you when that happened i think i was like 16, I think, 16, 17, or something like that. Wow. It was desperate times, man. My camera broke, man. Like, I had bare videos to shoot, and I didn't have no money. And obviously, after that, I got a job at Top Man, so I was able to then put money into 
um, the videos and that. But like, where would I have got like a few hundred quid from back in the day when I was that age? I know, like, I don't want to have to hit the roads and go down that road. That's long. So um, yeah. So yeah. how come it took you so long to bring your parents into like the process? Was it just like a fear of your mom saying, "Nah, you have to get through this"? Go, you yeah, 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 like... yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that. I had all of that. Like, go, go college. Like, obviously doing all that. Um, and like, because I used to bunk lessons to shoot with Morgan Keys. Like, his, like I was like behind the scenes on his music videos. Um, and yeah, it was just like a lot of fear. I think. But like now they help me so much, right? Yeah. I, I sort of wish I, I brought them in earlier. And I think like it it was down to the music I was filming. Like I didn't think they'd understand grime and rap, like my parents like listening to that. And that's what sort of stopped me from getting them involved in it in the early days. Um mm. but yeah, you everything like, like it's not every hour is a lesson learned in it. So yeah. Cause like I saw a video of um your mum like so excited about your Kurt Geiger. Campaign. Oh yeah, no, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Nuts. <laughs> but like, when, yeah, when yeah. was it when she started like being proud? Like, whoa, this is a big thing. Like, I think it was the Google Chrome advert, innit? Like, that oh, was yeah, a I massive change. Like, in terms of like, they're right. That was like ten years ago. That's nuts. So like, I think it was about like, ten years ago. Ten years ago. But um, that just put me in a different, different like category. Like, I remember it coming out in the first ad break when it started that year. Um, and then everyone started to know, rah, what's SB? What's SBT? Or like, they knew what SBT was, but they don't know about me. Like, and that's where it really sort of took, shone, shone the light on Jamal Edwards. And then that's when it, it started to change um, a lot dramatically. Um, and then my parents was like, yeah, like, why your son's on TV? Like, their friends say, yo, your son's on TV. Then you get the co-sign. Like, that's when it changes. It's when other people start talking about you. Then your parents are like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Man, you get me. <laughs> that's my son. <laughs> that's yo, that's yo. <laughs> um, so what would you say success is for you? Um, I think being able to provide, like, provide for my peoples, um, like, and obviously when I start a family one day, being able to provide for your, for your family, um, like, and also being able to, like, have the people that you put on a platform reach the new heights, people that work for you reach the new heights. Like, and just like ins- being able to inspire people, the amount of messages I get, just random messages from people saying, like, I don't want anything from you. I just want to say thank you. Like, you inspire me, blah, 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 blah. I get so many messages out every day and that keeps me going, like, to just get random, like, just so random, like, messages like that. Um, so I think, like, success for me, I don't think I'll ever be successful. I've always said this because I'm always trying to strive to be, to better my previous self. So... I don't know, like as long as I'm content with people around and happy, I'm I'm happy. What's success for you two? To me, that's, that's a good question, man. I guess See? <laughs> go ask I, it, you know, success is hard because like I guess I kind of take success, I kind of give myself goals like bit by bit in life. And I'll say, okay, that's the success to me. Like it can be as little as possible, something that I really care about. Like, I don't know, I guess what success. For me, it's like me, I shot this guy Mara for the Times newspaper, innit? So I was like, Jeez. that's to me, that's, yeah, that's epic. Like, 
that was epic for me. Like, that's a big level because I was just, well, there was a point where I was using disposable cameras because I couldn't afford a camera. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I guess just, it's just the little things to me that are more success in my life, to be honest. That's it. You know? Um, what about you, man? Yeah, for me, I think success is fulfillment. So I think if I can live a life that is full of fulfillment, um, then I think that's achieve that's achieving success. Because I think you can put a, a number of different markers or goals or like whether it's like in, in, in my world, whether it's like winning certain trophies or. Uh, playing for whichever team, etc., um, And that's all great. But I feel as if when you do that, you, you make, um, you put success is dependent on what other people think of you. Yeah, that is true. So for me, it's me, it's living a life that is full of, full of fulfillment. Um, but it's, it's crazy because if you were to ask me that question, um, like uh, a couple of years ago, I would say, oh, I want a you know, massive house. Uh, I want, yeah, <laughs> I want the jewels. I think everyone goes through that though. Like where you, yeah. oh, you want the late, you want the sick watch. You want like all of that. I think everyone has to go through that to realize what actual success yeah. means. Like, yeah. so yeah, definitely I went through that stage as well, man. Like a very impressionable things. Like, do you know what I'm saying? So but yeah, I get that. Do you think part of that is also due to the way like, the music industry is like music videos. Like, yeah, music, video, music videos, movies, yeah. like everything that all influences the games yeah. we play, that all influences how it is. Like when we were younger, just you see flashy stuff on the TV, you're like, wow, I want that lifestyle. And then when obviously you get older and you realize it's not all about that, that's what changes your mind. But I think everyone everyone does go through that that stage. Like, especially when, when you get your first check, like, oh my God, when I got my first Top Man check, I bought a pinky ring, spent my whole money on a pinky ring. <laughs> Oh, mate, I was so shook to come home. <laughs> like, it was like from HS Samuel. I don't even know if that shop even opened, but it was the maddest pinky ring. Like, why? Why? Do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Has, has that been a... Because in the music industry, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the music industry, I think that I get a sense that, like, that kind of, like, showy, kind of materialistic kind of, uh, behavior is a, is a lot more prevalent than necessarily in other industries or much more in show. Did you ever feel, obviously you just spoke a little bit about it there, but do you ever feel pressure to conform to that kind of image of what a rich or successful man looks like? Yeah, a little bit. Like I try to like, if I wanted certain videos, I've got to like make sure I look fly in it, like with, with artists and that. And I think, yeah, that, cause like, at the end of the day, if you turned up with like, I don't know, like, like a rubbish pair of trainers or you just look scruffy, I don't think people would buy into you as much, unfortunately, regardless of how sick your idea is. So it's like, um, I think now a lot more truth and a lot more realness is like out there. So it's not like, cause you get, you've got Skeppy and Jamie like doing that. We shot this video for 20 pounds, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. defeat and the odds of what? thousands of thousands of thousands of pounds of music videos cost. And I think like defining moments like that is is perfect for how people perceive and how people should go put themselves out there. Um, and the more that happens, the more people feel comfortable with just being themselves and how they dress and whatever. Like it's about your products. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I, I saw like a thing of like Kante, like 
he yeah. driving a, a like mini or something like that. Yeah, so exactly. cool. Do you know what I'm saying? Like respect. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't matter. He's on like that. Gives his money back to his family and he does his thing and and more things like that. I respect that so much because there's so much flashy stuff out there. There's not enough cantes out there. My <laughs> guy, Golo yeah. Kante. <laughs> <laughs> so is it because um, you experience all that success? I guess my term success at such a young age. Did you ever go through a phase where someone had to kind of bring you back down to earth because you maybe got a bit too it got a bit too crazy at one point? Like, was it your parents? Was it anyone, or did you just self tell no, yourself, like I need to come down a bit? Yeah, if anything, it was like my auntie Tracy, like because um, she helped me like look after my finances and that. <laughs> And she was like, Jamal, what did you spend that amount of money on? I was like, oh. <laughs> so it was like, she used to have the access to that. So like, that, that's where it would be like, oh, why did I do that? But other than that, um, I never went too crazy. There were times where I look at pictures and I had seven chains on. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> but like, I don't know, like, what was I actually thinking when I think about that picture? Like, I don't know. Like, in my Vida, 10 chains, like seven, 10 chains, I was like, Damn, but um, yeah, I think like I went through that, went through that stage of of doing that, and um, realized it's not all about that. Like, and I'm glad that I realized it sooner rather than later. Um, I did realize it quite quickly. Have you seen people in your industry who probably realized that a bit too late when they squandered like loads of money? Or um, I don't know. I, don't, I think like, I think like. Again, I always sound like I mentioned Skepta a lot, but a lot of his lyrics talk about Predator and Bin, that's not me, or like all of that sort of stuff, like, um, and just keeping it plain to what he, like, his, his clothing and all that. And that's what I respect him, like, um, I think he went through that same thing of being flashy and then ended up realizing it's not all about that. Um, so I think, I don't know, I don't know, like, if there's anyone specific that, that I could talk about, but, um, I think everyone goes through that stage, like regardless of what what profession you're in. Like even my mates started with recruitment that like sp- splash out on loads of things and then realize it's not it's not about that. Like, I, don't I, don't, um, I don't know if I'll keep this in or not, but I saw a skept at the GQ Awards um, a couple of years ago, mm. and he was wearing this like clean jacket. And he had decided to just walk around with two girls on his arm. Yes. That's the thoughts of a pimp. <laughs> Come on. So if you, so now that you've almost reached, uh, I think for most people, 30 is like a reflecting year. <laughs> like, uh, I thought I was going to like, I thought it was going to be, I don't know, like people think 30 is that age. Like, I don't know why there's such a thing on 30 of like being like, did you ever get that? Like both of you like, oh yeah, you have to do certain things by your 30 or whatever. Like, oh, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, but I feel like my life starts at 30. Like, that's how I flip on the head. <laughs> I'm like, yo, the next 10 years is going to be where I'm going to define it. Darkest Beast, who's the president of Island Records, said 20 years is a career, 10 years is halfway to a career. So like, I'm like at my halfway point now, and I think that the next 10 years is going to be where I really sort of take it to the next level. But yeah, yeah we'll see. But, but it really, like, as a, because like, I, I, I look at you as an executive, 
Like my guy. <laughs> I got a bad executive executive I told you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like if you compare yourself to other executives in other industries, people don't really get to the type of position that you're in now until they're like 40, 50, 50 plus. So you actually if you when you like I think self-reflection is, is is a huge thing because I think we can we can often like look to the future and be like oh, I want to do this, want to do that, want to do this, um, but you know life ain't bad, is it? <laughs> like, yeah, it's not. Like, I'm very I'm, like, I'm, I'm thankful that um, I'm in a position that I've that I'm in, um, and I, like all I want to do is try and just keep on um, reaching to new heights. I think a big part of what um, how I was able to get in the position I'm in is um, finding that unique selling point but also being so consistent with it from a young age I think like that's why I never say entrepreneurship has got an age on it because obviously when I was in school and I said I wanted to be an entrepreneur my, my teachers would look at me like yeah right like that's not even possible um because obviously I was looking at I don't obviously I, I knew about Richard Branson because my mum used to work for Virgin but there weren't there other sort of inspirations that I had to look at especially ones that looked like me as well so it was just like it was just a lot of um it was a lot of hustling in the early days in the early days and that's why i say like all the young kids that are out now trying to start their businesses like keep going i had a seven-year-old the other day like one of my friends um stepdaughters created a, a dye business and she's just selling out like and it's all, all it is is like t-shirts and socks that she's done pet patterns on the dye like I was like, brilliant! You're seven years old. I, I'm coming to get a portrait of you. I want to put you on my Insta. People love that. I, I just want to celebrate other people. So it doesn't matter how old you are or how old you are. Entrepreneurship doesn't have any age. But obviously, when I was in school, I was always told like you have to be a certain age and all that. So yeah. You, I, I watched a uh, a video. Um, I think it must have been when you're about 16, you had like braids. Oh, oh I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it, was back, it was back in those FUBU days where... Like, <laughs> That's a FUBU, <laughs> <laughs> um, But I think it was, it was some kind of BBC interview. And like, you seemed very confident. Um, so two questions. Do you, do you see yourself as a confident person? And mm -hmm. secondly... Like, how was that? How did that come about? How was it instilled? Um, I think I wasn't always confident. Like, and even when I do talks now, like I do talk, I, do, I remember I did, I think like it's, it's, it's anything like, it's when you walk out into a stadium, so two works, works or works on a shoot. Like, I think it, you get those nerves. Like you get those nerves anyway, like butterflies in your stomach. So I remember I did 10,000, like I did 10,000, um, at the Wembley Arena, and I was literally like shitting bricks, like walking out into the stage. So I feel like that 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 nervousness, that butterfly, should always stay in your belly. Like the confidence, I think it comes from, like I think a lot of it comes from uh, people. It comes from your peers, like telling you, "Yo, you're doing a, you're doing a sick job." Um, my friend will message me, like, oh, "Yo, that video you released is sick." It's like that gives me that sort of that self-belief to have confidence in myself. Because I remember back in the day when I first started, I didn't have no confidence at all. I used to make videos and that was my, that's how I used to speak to people. It's because I used to make videos and people used to watch it. And that, that um, so I didn't have to talk. But then as I got in the public eye a little bit more, I had to learn 
um, how to be a bit more confident and being able to talk to people as well. Like, and I was always wondering, do I need to do like media training and all that? I've never done media training. I've, 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 I'm, I'm, I, I feel there's still stuff I can improve on, but um, yeah, confidence just comes with time, I guess. The kids nowadays are more confident as well. I feel way more confident. I, I don't know, they're more outspoken, I feel. Yeah. I think, well, I don't know. I think they're definitely more outspoken on, on social. Socials, <laughs> yeah. So the internet has given them that, yeah. that power, I feel. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as you, you mentioned earlier that you've had a number of different, like, like peaks and troughs throughout your throughout your career throughout SBTV and personally, how have you looked to like when you had that trough or that like down period? Like, what have you done? What has your mindset been to like like keep the faith, stay on track, and bounce back? Um, I think a lot of it um, is down to watching like watching a lot of interviews like watching a lot of music videos like like that i get i gain my inspiration from watching like really good music videos or just interviews with inspirational people um and like researching into people so like i remember i was researching into like oprah winfrey or like i was researching into like sort of Americans and then I realized it's not all about that it's all about like us so like I was gaining inspiration from people like Dave Ratman um like who else was there like Jesse J Ed Sheeran um uh like I was looking into like Benjamin Zephaniah like I always get mad inspired when I watch a car lot you know what I'm saying so it's like if I if I'm having like mad like low moments I'll just go and watch an interview with Ocala or something and just be like, this guy is sick. Like, he's so sick. And, I'm, and it'll just get my morale back up and then I'll go and just back to the drawing board and get creative again. So I feel like, yeah, I look, I look a lot at my peers when I'm having, like, low moments and just gain inspiration from them. Do you um, reach out personally to them sometimes, like, to kind of get back on track or is it just mainly just watching their stuff? So yeah, mainly just watching their stuff and then like when i'm like i'll like get in touch with them to actually make content with them so like like, yo let's film something and then that's how i sort of like uh yeah that's how i sort of do it i guess looking back now um jamal edwards nearly 30. I love it. I'm 25 minutes, five years. When you say Jordan is nearly 30, it makes me sound like, yo. I'm 25, G. <laughs> hey, this year's cancelled. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm 30 next year, 29. Later, like, 2021 is when 2020 starts. Trust me. Um, what, what advice would you give to your 16-year-old self? Um, I think... Do you know what it is? Like, dream big. Anything's possible. Like, like even, what, like, there's been so many oomph moments, like, in, in my career. Like, for example, when I got denied YouTube partnership and then Google, um, uh, Google, we did a Google Chrome advert, like, me hosting the first ever social media hub in Buckingham Palace. Like, even, like, 
like Jody Morris and Frank Lampard following me on Instagram. Like I got so gassed. Like, I know it's so silly, but like, I, like, like a dream big, anything's possible in any situation. Like, and I just feel like be prepared for whatever comes your way. Like, and, and be thankful and blessed for it, and you keep on moving. Because um, back in the day, if someone said to me, "Yo, I'd be getting like an MBE, for example, when I was twenty-four, I'd be like, "Yeah, right, whatever." Like, but I shouldn't have that mindset. You should always have that mindset that you can go and do whatever it is that you are. You can go and shoot uh, Maro for the times. You can go. You can go and win medals in rugby and all that. So it's just like trying to think like how. Like just keep on dreaming big, I think, and don't let anyone else put dim your light. I saw my drama put something up the other day where it's like I'm gonna do my thing, you can't try to dim my light. Like, and I respect that because it's so true. Um, and I think like back in the day, even when I said I want to do stuff, some people would be quite negative with what I wanted to do and be like, Oh no, you can't do that. You need to cut those people out because they're the ones that will make you doubt yourself. Um, and I wish I learned that sooner, but I I don't risk because it made me who I am today, in it. So, yeah. I assume you do. You do a lot of talks and stuff. So, is that the message that you try to relate to, like the younger generation? Self belief. Yeah, that's that's the message, man. I, I, I need to get that tattooed. Like that's a, such a thing. <laughs> my my thing. Self belief. Like, I wanna I wanna get that. And I'm like, doing a lot of like celebrating other people. Like yeah. I feel like I talk about myself self so much. Yeah. Like I sometimes feel like I'm like like broken records but I want to try and use my platform now to give highlights to other people which I've been doing I did Karen Blackett I did Afro Hirsch where I take a portrait of him and I put him on my Instagram um, it'd be sick to get a portrait of you two as well um, so yeah like, I want to I'm, I'm building that series at the moment and I've got some interesting people like big up Michaela Cole speaking to her Nathani Emmanuel um, obviously there's like four women but obviously we want to celebrate our women as well so but there's loads of um uh ideas that I have that I want to do that I'm working on which I hopefully comes to fruition soon. Amen. Um and and finally like I've I've seen that you're you've been a huge like mental health advocate um specifically in the music industry and amongst men as well. Can you elaborate on like your journey of what has brought you to that position? So like one of my friends, um, like one of my proper good friends, uh, Steven, aka Seal, um, I did an interview. Um, I think like he was just talking very like openly about like mental health and that. And I and I did a documentary with the Guardian around it around uh, mental health, uh, suicide, male suicide. And I got Ratman involved with it, and I got a couple of other people involved with it. And um, I just felt like I had a platform that um, I needed to push those sort of messages out there. Um, and I had people in my area that I've been close to, and that my friends have been close to, that unfortunately killed themselves. And that's what made me think I, I upload so much music content. I've got to do other content as well to like educate people. Like there's there's like. You can, you're not alone, basically. And I wanted to show that I, I had my mental health anxiety, I had really bad anxiety and stuff like when, um, and I still do every now and then. Um, and I just wanted to show people just the truth, the honest truth, to show them that even someone that's in my field and in my career and like, like as high regard to some people, um, to show them that like I go through stuff as well. So that, 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 that I've always try and push that 
uh, mental health message because I feel like it's important to show people that they're they're not alone. And I try and give people as much time of my day as I can, um, always. Um, and sometimes people say it's too much, it's too much, it's always stretching yourself too thin. But I think it's really important to be a, a man of the people. And what are the things that you do to like cope when you're feeling, when you're, when you're, when you're going through that love? I think one of the, like, there's a few things like reading books, I find that helps. Fitness, like, so when I'm riding on my bike, um, turning my phone off, um, cooking, like, recently I've been cooking, um, like, DJing, like, listening to music without having any other um, distractions, whether it's a phone, a laptop, or whatever. Those things really help me just, like, those are my personal things that help me just, like, reset, refresh, and also just getting out of London. Like, or going to like a, a park or a downs or somewhere like just taking in like the open fresh air and just talking about it now just like even like here I'm just sitting in the kitchen but like I do like I just I was at downs last week and I just remember that just the open air was just nuts like being able to do that and I think that really just helps me look at life and the perspective um in a different way 100% did those um coping mechanisms help you during lockdown like mentally yeah, definitely. I think I found it. I found it at a later stage, though. Like, um, I, I, like because like the first few weeks, I think that's where I was going crazy. I was just like, damn. I was just like, like literally did not step out of my house. Like it was nuts. But I think there's everything in my house. But everything was here. But it was just like I needed fresh air. And when I stepped outside, I'm like, yo, whoa, it's mad. Um, <laughs> it's bad. But like. I got into the bike and then I got on my bike and I started doing a biking thing. And I inspired a lot of other people to get on their bikes as well. Um, and I love photography, not obviously photography at your level, but photography on my phone. So I was able to just go out and like photograph London and that, which is pretty sick. Um, so yeah. That's awesome. I, uh, um, I've spoken to Alistair Campbell a few times about this and like he's helped me change my understanding of mental health. Like massively is um, like everyone has has a mental health like regardless of, like, it, like mental health is the same as your like physical physical health. yeah definitely yeah it should be should, like i remember there's loads of things out there that say put the same amount of energy and and focus on physical on mental health the same at the same that you do as what physical mental health the same that you do as physical health like treat them both the same yeah definitely um and on a slight different topic so when are we going to get tickets to see dj jamal <laughs> <laughs> hey it's do you know what it is it's, it's dj it's dj artman's uh dj artman uh in brackets jamal edwards yeah come you'll be there my first gig i think i think i'm gonna do white city in it like white city house so yeah stuff like that so definitely uh the invites there and then obviously when we do hopefully summer cookout again um come through i'll be doing a set there as well so yeah Oh, nice. Um, just finishing up, do you have any questions for Timmy or myself? Um, no, I'll just say big up. I watched the, um, I want to get a portrait of her. I watched the, which one was it? The, um, which one? Because it was all about Lap, the brand. The brand. Oh, Leomi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leomi Anderson. I know her brother. Yeah, it's like one of six. So yeah, just keep, keep doing what, what, what you lot are doing as well. It's sick, man. I respect it. 
Awesome, bro. Thank you very much. Yeah, sick, man. Nice no, one. Thank Big you, up, man. man. Appreciate it. I'm Thank you for listening. Please let me know what you think and what you're enjoying about Pearl Conversations in the reviews.